0: friend. What is friend? Hey everybody, we're back to Starting Sustainability. Did you catch the intro? Did you catch that quote? It's from Stranger Things. That's right, Eleven said it. Get it? It's episode eleven. Ah, I have some great stuff for you guys today. I did an interview with a great friend of mine, Carol Hitchcock. She lives in Tampa, Florida. Before I moved to Franklin, I used to live in Tampa, Florida, and that's how I met Carol. She does some wonderful work with the community food pantry, and so I interviewed her for this podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview. And this is my very first one. Hopefully, you enjoy it as much as I did conducting the interview. Here we go. All right. Hey everyone. Today I have a special guest. My husband and I stood up at her wedding and she and her partner stood up at ours. She loves to play board games, rescuing pets, catches more fish than my husband. Don't tell him I said that. Is always willing to help any way she can and is an extremely close friend. She has a humongous heart and has turned her passion for helping others into a full-time career. I'm very proud to introduce Carol Hitchcock. Yay! <laughs> well, welcome, Carol. Say hello. 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 <laughs> Carol lives in Tampa, Florida, and she works for the community food pantry. So, will you go ahead and take the lead and let us know how you got involved and got started with that?
1: Um, let's see. About ten years ago, uh, my dad started volunteering and. So every chance I got, I would go and help him, and I was doing that along with having a full-time job outside of there. Um, So then it just became going more and more often um, and actually scheduling my work around what the pantry was doing so that I could be there more often because what they were doing um, is pretty, well, what they are doing and what we still do is very important to the community that we're in. Um, the bulk of our clients are all, uh, food insecure, which means they have a lack of,
0: uh, financial I need. Ah. <laughs> yeah. okay. No, no, no. It's, um, ah, ah. lack of access. To lack of access. That's what it is. There we go. <laughs> no pressure on your interview. It's okay. So, uh, they have- yeah, right. No pressure fine um
1: so they have a lack of access to uh affordable food on a regular basis um so all the bulk of our clients are employed they are underemployed and they usually have something happen somebody's gotten sick and couldn't go to work so they didn't get paid Um, something along the lines of the car broke down and they had to choose between buying food or fixing the car. You don't fix the car. There is no more food because there's no more job. So they would spend that money, fix the car. Well, now what are they going to do until they get paid the next time? That's where we come in. Um, We don't take the place of uh, going to the grocery store but we kind of band-aid that area where we can give them help and assistance until they can get back on their feet um, to do that. So December of last year, I officially became uh, the volunteer coordinator for the community food pantry uh, and was able to give up my full-time job and go work for them, which means I'm excited to get out of bed every morning and go do what I do and help people six, sometimes seven days a week, because that's what it takes.
0: That is really awesome. That is really awesome. The reason that I asked to do an interview with you is not only because your cause is wonderful and definitely much needed, but I know there are some sustainable efforts involved and I wanted you to share some of those sustainable efforts that you do at the community food pantry.
1: All right. Well, we a partner of Feeding Tampa Bay, which means they set up uh, accounts with uh, the local grocery stores, Sam's Club, places like that, that um, we go in and pick up the food that they would normally be throwing away. This is not bad food. It is food that they just don't believe that they're going to sell in time. So what they do is they pull it from their shelves, they hold it to the side for us, we pick up from uh, seven different places now. Can I wow. name the places? If yeah. you want
0: to. Sure. You can just do a couple well, of I sometimes. Top three.
1: Um, yeah, the top three. Well, we, I mean, we pick up everywhere from Publix, Fresh Market, Whole Foods, Target, Sprouts, Sam's Club. Um, between all of them, it's seven days a week. That is so. Cool. Yes. So take Sam's, for example. Twice a week, we pick up from them, and we only get produce from them. So if they're selling, say, a five-pound bag of apples, and one apple goes bad, they can no longer sell that bag. They would normally have taken it and thrown it away. Now, we come and get it. I, can by law, can take out the bad apple. I give it to our composters, and we give the rest of the bag of apples to a family in need. So then it's a win-win for everybody. It's a write-off for the companies, but at the same time, we're feeding people who need that food because the amount of food waste just in the United States alone is sickening.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: Um, and yes, <laughs> when we're throwing perfectly good fruit away because it's ugly, um, there's something wrong. Uh, so, but then we also work with a community gardens that creates their own compost. And so they come and pick up from us seven days a week and take all of our bad fruit and add it to whatever else they put in compost. I try not to pay attention because it's really kind of gross. Uh,
0: (laughs) And then... uh, I have not done an episode uh, about about composting because I don't want to learn about it yet.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I, I helped one time, i dumped the bags of compost into the compost bin. I was like, this is disgusting. I never want to do it again. I have no problem giving it to you guys. I have no problem even putting it in the back of the truck to bring it to you. Do not ask me to dump the bags ever again. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it, um, it's kind of gross, but you know what? It's great for the worms. They love it. We love happy worms because they create better soil. Once the garden grows some vegetables, they tend to bring us back some. Obviously, it's never enough to feed even a family, but it's, it's what they can give us. Um, we get the bulk of our produce, and obviously, from the grocery stores and, and feeding Tampa Bay and all of that. But uh, Yeah, so that, that's one of our ways. Um, if we have um, any homeless clients, which we, we have a handful, um, we try and give them recite, reusable bags okay. uh, instead of giving them plastic bags. Um, to make sure that you know they it not only does it give them something, but it also it when they come back, we're like, Hey, you've been here, you have our bags. You know, where's the bag I gave you? You know, kind of thing, and we can kind of keep track of them a little bit better. Um, but it also means that they're not dumping a plastic bag somewhere on the street. Perfect. Um, yeah. We also use uh, reusable drawstring bags for. Our kids that are in elementary school, we work with six different schools uh, and send weekend backpacks home full of food. Okay. So they have, what?
0: I said, okay. Oh, <laughs>
1: it's like, okay, you need to go? What, what are we doing? Um, we send weekend backpacks home full of food, so we use reusable drawstring backpacks for that um, to take care of the kids that as of Friday noontime don't eat again until Monday morning breakfast when they get to school.
0: Oh, that's heartbreaking.
1: It's, the fact that there are six schools that we have to do that for is incredibly heartbreaking. Um, more and more schools are starting to open their own pantries to try and combat that problem. Um, which, again, I think says something about the amount of waste we have in the United States because that, the children should not be going hungry. So,
0: yeah, but they that's, are. that's so great for the community food pantry because you have all this, you have the grocery stores who are about to throw away all this perfectly good food. It just hasn't been, they just don't think they're going to be able to sell it in time. So they have to, they're forced to throw it away. That's where you come in. You guys get it and you can take out the bad parts of the food, like the bad apple out of the bag. It gets composted and then that's turned into soil, which grows more fruits and vegetables, which is, it's a, it's a beautiful circle. And it's, it's great. It is heartbreaking to, to realize how much food waste there is, and yet so many people are so hungry. So I, I really love your organization, and I am a huge supporter for that reason. And I hope everybody else listening to this podcast understands how important community food pantries are and that they have a new outlook towards them.
1: Yeah, you're not talking about um, the places uh, where they're asking for a handout. This is a total hand up. Um, and we, you know, we, we really strive to do the entire body. It's not just the food that's the issue. It's lack of healthcare and, um, other resources. Maybe they need financial planning. Um, cause when you're living paycheck to paycheck, the idea of being able to save $50 a month is very scary. Mm-hmm. So we've had banks come in and do financial planning with them to say, okay, here's how you can save and get up to being able to save that $50 a month. So when the car breaks down, you have a, a backup plan. You have that cushion. Um, and some of that comes to responsible spending also, which goes back to the um, you know, sustainable living and stuff. If, if they're buying a ton of disposable items, but yet they could get um, a razor or what have you that they can just reuse, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and maybe that's in some of it is lack of information, um, due to, you know, it's just not as widely discussed as it should be.
0: I agree. It's lack of information. Sometimes it's lack of access Like you can get reusable Ziploc bags. You just can't get them at the grocery store. You almost have to get them online. It's very hard to find a lot of reusable items. Like the razor you said, a stainless steel razor would be reusable, but it's very hard to find those at Walmart and Target if you're going in and shopping in person. And if you're somebody who does not have internet access or access to Amazon, then you're not going to be able to get those items. You're kind of almost forced into the disposable route.
1: Right, and you're also looking at the cost of the disposables as opposed to, you know, it's it's easy to look at the bag of disposable razors and be like, okay, I can spend two bucks now and get twenty of them, but I don't have five or six dollars to spend on the reusable razor because I had to buy food or I had to get pay my car insurance, whatever the other option is. Um, they just, you know, and a lot of it is, like you said, lack of information being out there as to ways that sound expensive, but are actually not.
0: If there are people on this podcast who want to, if they live in Tampa, Florida, and they want to help out at Community Food Pantry, how can they go about doing that? Um, They would just go to our website.
1: It's thecommunityfoodpantry.com. There's a, a bright red button that says take action. Uh, And that will take you to options whether you want to host a canned food drive, volunteer with us, or make a monetary donation. Um, All the links are right there on the website. Uh, If you want to donate your time, it pulls up a calendar that basically tells you all the different events we have going on so you can see what matches with your schedule. Um, And if you're not local and want to make a donation to us, we'd love to be able to use your money to take care of more of our local community.
0: All right, so if they want to donate financially, how can they do that?
1: Uh, Same way. You just go to thecommunityfoodpantry.com, hit the Take Action tab, and there's an option there to make a donation. Um, It will take them to a site called Mighty Cause, and we already have an account with them, and they just plug it in, and it's completely safe. Uh, They don't have to worry about it being hacked or anything like that. It asks for basic information in your credit card, and we're done. We get it.
0: Awesome. You no, know, uh, I should have asked this earlier, but I just now thought about it i don't think people on the podcast can grasp how big the food pantry is. Do you know the poundage each week or each month or for the year? Do you have some numbers that you can give to help them understand that this isn't just a little corner pantry this is This is a big, big deal.
1: <laughs> we used to be in a closet uh, we now take up three rooms in a. Church. um I do have some of the local number or the most recent numbers from uh, see we're in August now so it would have been July um, I do know that the total equivalent of our volunteer hours uh, is, equals uh, 10 part-time employees we only have three actual employees. Uh, so everybody else that comes is a volunteer, so that's obviously a lot of people. Um, sorry, I, let's see, last month alone, we had 700 new families, um, because it was a whole month of sevens, I want to give you the right numbers.
0: That's all right, take your time. I want you to find the, the accurate numbers. I'll talk a little bit and delay until you get yeah. this pulled up on your phone. Okay. <laughs> but I do know this started in. The funny thing is.
1: Huh? Oh, I was going to say the funny thing is Beth just did them um, like last week. So I have to go through all the weeks of text messages.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, this started in 2008 at the Village Presbyterian Church. So, it has only been around about 11 years, but it has grown significantly. Like you said before, it wasn't a little closet. Now it's pretty much taken up half the church and, and a lot of volunteers, which is very impressive. And I know that, that you guys even bought a truck just so you could haul all of the food that's getting donated every day and every week.
1: Right. And the pantry's working on buying their own truck. Um, we haven't quite gotten there yet. Um, So, as of February of 2019, we passed the 2 million meals mark.
0: Wow. And that was February. Now we're in August, so I'm sure it's higher than that now. Oh,
1: absolutely. Um, Yeah, we do the the numbers on a monthly basis, but... but, um,
0: I don't know if you guys can hear some background noise during this podcast. I'm pretty sure that is her dog, Max, who is probably wanting to get into the room and play with her. I'm guessing he probably hears my voice on the other Actually,
1: end. Actually, no, that's the next door neighbor's dog.
0: That's oh, the, the neighbor's, neighbor's dog. dog. Max
1: is sitting outside my door very, very quietly.
0: Oh, Max is being good. <laughs> I know. I it's, thought it was his. Amazing. It happens
1: every once in a while. All right, here we go. Um, for the month of July, Uh, We had 700 people served in the pantry, uh, which they can only come once a month. So that's not, not we're saving, we're serving the same people every time we open the doors. That is, every time we open, it's a different group of people. Uh, Year to date, as of August 1st, we had 700 new families come in. Our average serving and we serve on Wednesdays and Sundays so our average serving day we serve about 70 families and you're looking at about 17,707 pounds per week of food that's a lot going out the door right and that's just for the month of July so that's So and I know that last year we served over 600,000 meals in one year wow
0: You guys are doing so great. Such a great cause.
1: It is. It's a labor intensive cause, but when you look at it at the end of the day and you've got people that come by and go, I don't know what we would have done
0: without you guys. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Makes it worth it. So I wanted to ask you, you personally, what are some things that you and your family do at home that are sustainable, if you don't mind sharing those?
1: Um, well, we uh, we definitely recycle. Um, we recycle as much as we can. In fact, I end up putting out the recycling bin more than I actually put out the trash bin. Um, we bought a laundry hamper that has washable bags in it so we could divide our recycling up because certain the cans go one place glass and plastic go one place and then um we can actually recycle styrofoam uh, at the local grocery store
0: oh that's awesome uh, that's the first of yes styrofoam recycling i've heard of yes uh Publix
1: will take your styrofoam so your egg Containers and um, just any kind of styrofoam that you get in any kind of packaging you can take it back there and then they recycle it Um, Along the lines of the pantry uh, At home when we do use grocery bags that we need to um, Get rid of and stuff we will take those to the pantry um, so that when they dish out uh, Produce and all they can put them in bags so we get at least a couple uses out of the bags um for that
0: can anybody donate because i i know i have a huge collection of reusable bags because you get them for free at a lot of events or signing up for stuff or whatever and we have more than we need so could anybody donate if they have extras
1: absolutely we can always use those um so uh i would say just reach out to the community food pantry through the website There's a contact us option where they can shoot us an email um, and then we can give them the address to mail things to and um, all that information they want to or to drop them off if they're local, either way.
0: Um,
1: And so, and around the house, we really try to do, instead of just, you know, even when it comes down to the the brush and stuff that we cut in the backyard, instead of throwing that out and having it end up in a landfill, which yes, it will eventually biodegrade. um, We use it in our fire pit. Um, So (laughs) we really try to uh, limit how much actual trash uh, we send out. So anything that can be recycled gets recycled or reused. Um, we're really good at saving any of those takeout containers, um, to use them for lunches until I've melted them too badly in a microwave that they're no longer useful. And then they usually end up going in the recycling at that point. Good, good.
0: So since you have listened to my podcast, cause you're an awesome friend, is there something new that I have spoken about that you would like to try that you haven't tried yet?
1: Well, I did, I I will tell you this, and you know my parents, um, I did mention the reusable toilet paper to them. (laughs) You can just imagine how that conversation went. Um,
0: It went over like a lead balloon.
1: (laughs) You betcha. Um, So we will not be trying that one. Um, We have tried to get away from um, the paper towels. Like you said, they're really good. You know, you and I both have pets, so they're really good for... Pet accidents, or in Max's case, on purposes. Um, <laughs> but other than that, like we have um, washable dish towels that we use around the kitchen now, and and if we're cleaning around the house, we try and use we have some older washcloths and stuff like that that we'll use because then we can just throw them in the washing machine. Um, my only concern with one of the things you mentioned on the podcast was you're very fond of trying to use glass instead of plastic for containers, which sounds good in theory.
0: Yeah, you got to know what you're doing with that, or you're going to be getting broken glass all over the place.
1: Well, right, because you know me, and I will
0: drop my lunchbox
1: or the bowls that I'm carrying. So, you know, even glass with rubber bands around it
0: is <laughs> not all that safe
1: for some of us. <laughs>
0: Um well even if you get a plastic item that is meant to be used over and over and over I'm still happy with that versus a disposable item that is getting trashed every single day. So if you have to go to the plastic right. route because because I have a 1 year old so I yeah there are glass baby bottles and glass sippy cups no way am I trying that. He will take it and throw it across the room. So there's no way I'm doing that. But I do have I did get sippy cups off of Facebook Marketplace so they have they are already pre-loved, pre-used. And then we got those and we're using those over and over. And when we're done, save them for the next 10 million kids that we're having. I don't know how many more kids we're having. And then when we're done... Kids don't we're- have 10 million. Huh? <laughs> Not a million more?
1: <laughs> you can't come visit us if you
0: have 10 million. Okay. I don't think we can fit that on the plane. But you then- have to
1: rent your own charter. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: But then we'll pass it on to the next family and just at least keep them in use and not in the landfill. That's, that's the biggest part is at least keep using it. All right. We only have a couple minutes left before our time runs out. What is something that you would like to see other people do? Sustainably speaking.
1: Oh, I was going to say, wait a minute. Um, I would like to see more people take, the initiative like you have and figure out just the little ways because when you say sustainable living, of course, like you said, they always jump to the guy living in a tent in the middle of the woods, completely unconnected to everybody and using leaves instead of toilet paper. And it's, you know, it's too that's, much. you know, that's a little much. Um, but you know, it's, it's recognizing, you know, before you throw something away is there something else that you could do with it or is there some other group that could use it because if you're talking about food insecure people if you can't buy food buying other items like towels or sheets or clothing those come into consideration also so if it can be reused and it does have some life left in it, and maybe you just don't want it anymore. That's when donating to a pantry, a clothes closet, um, even putting it out for free on Facebook Marketplace um, to just get it to that next person to be able to keep it out of the landfill, um, you know, is always a plus. So I would love to see people to just kind of wake up and realize how easy it is. Cause then that's the other part. They go, Oh, recycling so hard. Really? It's hard to put a plastic bottle in a different can than your trash. Mm-hmm. And actually one of the other things we've started doing here at the house, because you know, you forced me to drink water. Cause you know how much I love that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we've started refilling our plastic water bottles from the front of the refrigerator. Because there's no reason to keep paying for bottles of water. However, we do need things that don't spill when you have cats and dogs running around. I need stuff with tight-fitting lids. But I can reuse that bottle multiple times before I have to look at doing something else with it. Um, Whether I make a bird feeder out of it or use it as a scoop for cat food or what have you.
0: Perfect. No, that's that's great. That's great. Carol, I want to thank you very much for your time. <laughs> I know you're busy and, and working six, seven days a week at the community food pantry, but I really, really appreciate you taking the time to share all the information with everybody here. And again, the website was the communityfoodpantry.com if you want to get involved, whether you live locally or if you want to donate or if you want to mail some reusable bags, whatever you've got. You can contact them and they'll find a way to help you get involved. So thank you very much. And I really appreciate the interview. <laughs> you got to say bye. You can't wave. They can't hear you.
1: Oh, I can't just wave at you and be like, okay, we're done. <laughs> um, yeah, no, thanks for having me and, and getting the information out there. Um, but yeah, and doing all the research and all your other information. That's...
0: You're welcome. <laughs> all right, well, have a good one. You too. Bye. And we're back. One more time, just for reiteration, it is thecommunityfoodpantry.com. If you want to assist in any way, whether you live locally or at a distance. And also, you don't have to help this particular food pantry. You can help any of them. If you want to target one in your local area, that's fine, too. I just want everyone to take action of some type. Try to get out there and help any way that you can. That would be great. Until next week, I hope everybody has a wonderful time, and I am looking forward to seeing you all again in episode 12. Have a good one. Bye.